Welcome to the About Life with Joe podcast. I'm Joe, and your life is about to get better. Please subscribe and enjoy. Today, I'm talking with Emily, and we cover everything from listening to your inner voice, taking risks, and the most important person in your life being yourself, and everything in between. Enjoy. First of all, let's tell everybody who you are. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so my name is Emily Addy. Um, I originally am from Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, have been living in Chicago for the last three years, and then I am making a big move and change out to Denver. Um, So I quit my job a week and a half ago, and I'm starting a new job in two weeks. So (laughs) kind of at a transitional time uh, in my life. But yeah, I, you know, good old Midwestern girl and (laughs) kind of enjoying the last couple of weeks in Chicago before uh, I move. So it's kind of like a little bit about me. I was a producer. I'm now uh, working at NBC Universal, uh, sort of in marketing and promotional uh, content there. So yeah, okay. that's so amazing. What kind of produ- what kind of producer were you? Were you doing television? Were you doing yeah? Because yeah, you know, so- Joe is gonna rope you into something. <laughs> I know. Oh, by the end of this, you're gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, hey, Emily. Like- <laughs> no, absolutely. So I was in advertising. So I worked as a my title was associate integrated producer. So I did uh, print, digital, so uh, you know all social media, websites, and then I did um, commercials for broadcast TV as well. So it kind of ran the gamut of all types of content that you were putting out there. And so we did it for you know larger CPG brands like Tyson Chicken and Glade and some of these other brands. So it was sort of fun to see commercial side, but um, I had the great opportunity of kind of, you know, producing, working with photographers, directors, um, and and just creating content across all of these different sort of platforms, which is really interesting. So. And you did it for three years. Yes, correct. And you're Mm -hmm. not, and you worked in a town where you're not, because obviously you're from Ohio, Mm -hmm. which holds the most special (laughs) place in my heart. Really? Not for reasons that anybody, but my Douglas, who is not here, is <laughs> but my Douglas is from Ohio. I love Douglas. And Douglas <laughs> is like, you know, I mean, he is, he's my favorite. I tell the yeah. kids he's my favorite. Um, he's the only boy, you know, in the family. How did, how did you find Douglas from Ohio? <laughs> talk about, talk about following your instinct, yeah. right? Like, well, we're not talking about that, but we yeah. will, because that's a nice transition into the, obviously you had to have a lot of instinct and guts and mm-hmm. courage to make a change, right? Right, absolutely. So I had been on, we had been on a wait list from a breeder that a friend of mine had recommended and that's what we thought we were gonna do. Mm-hmm. That was not what we thought, that was what we were gonna do. That was yeah. the plan, okay? Mm-hmm. And COVID was happening and it was one of my daughters was turning 16 and um, obviously nothing fun was happening for her <laughs> birthday. Um, my husband and I had uh, recently, you know, separated after 23 years of marriage. And I was like, all right, we need an infusion of just something really sweet and like a great glue to, to keep us all uh, focused on something that's really cute and adorable and sweet. Mm-hmm. So you can't really get, uh, from my experience of purebred pop, you're on these lists and you have yeah. to drive through <laughs> there 
and I wake up one morning and I meditate every morning, as you know, I'm a mm-hmm. transcendental meditator. And I, you know, I meditate and I say my prayers. And then I'm like, you know, I'm a Greek girl from Worcester, Mass. Okay, I can figure this out. Like, how hard can it be to get a freaking puppy? Okay. Yeah. So I do a Google search and there's a breeder that comes up in Pennsylvania and there's a breeder that comes up in Ohio. And I look at both of their websites and I find, you know, in Pennsylvania, it wasn't really like, but I saw this picture of this little dog, this little pup. And I didn't, I was like, this is the dog. I just knew. I knew. And so I called the guy in Pennsylvania. I left a message. He didn't answer. I called the woman from Ohio. She picked up the phone. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say anything to her, Emily, at all about that I had seen. Um, I, I didn't tell her that I had seen the dog online. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything. All I explained to her, and she had quite a few. Right. Um, but she the, the, she had just had the, they had just had the litter, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all little purebred little poodles. Yeah. And minis. And I just knew, I, I knew that, that that was him. And if it was meant mm-hmm. to be, it was meant to be. And I explained to her what had been going on in our family, you know, from my health situation to pandemic to separation to the 16th birthday. And she said, I have the most, I have the perfect dog for you. And this is him. And it was the same dog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. How crazy is that? So yeah. I arranged for him because I didn't want him to fly by himself mm-hmm. to be to, to, mm-hmm. to traumatize him. I arranged for him to be brought here mm-hmm. via like a van and two yeah. people that brought him here, which I felt a little guilty about, but I was like, I couldn't drive there during the pandemic together. Yeah. Right. But as soon as we saw him, I mean, and it's not like, oh my it was hard work. I mean, we trained a little right. puppy. I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's from Ohio. So I tell everybody that I meet that he's that you have family Ohio. ties in Ohio. <laughs> I'm like, Ohio breeds amazing. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's so cute. I, I love I love the stories like that too, where it was just, you know, someone can just tell by your personality, by something that you said, they're like, I know the exact dog for you. And it's like yeah, kind of fate has its way of of connecting people, animals, whatever it may be when you need them most. So I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. so sweet. It's like, it's, you know, it's really serendipitous. And, mm-hmm. and I think when we allow it, mm-hmm. when I know every time that I, that it hasn't happened is because I've stopped it myself. Right. By overthinking, by really <laughs> second guessing myself, by asking too many people their opinions. Absolutely. And I didn't ask anybody anything. Mm-hmm. I went ahead and immediately PayPal'd the deposit. I love that. 15 minutes. And it was, a, I wake up, you know, fairly early. Mm-hmm. And so it was a probably, you know, around, this all happened between 7 and 8 a.m., right? Yeah. And then the girls wake up and I'm like, we're getting a dog next week. And they're like, what? <laughs> they're like, Are you like what, what did you do? I'm like, no, I'm not kidding. But I love it. You're like, yeah. you were sleeping in and here now we have a new member of the family. So <laughs> I right. love that. I mean, I will tell you, it's very interesting. Every time, and I, I think I've said this to, I've shared it with one of our other girls that, mm-hmm. um, what, what do we name them? What did you name? You named them yesterday. The, the OG, OG squad. <laughs> yes. I love it. The OG I love squad. it. That's what it is. So one of the OG squad, I think it was Christina, um, mm-hmm. only because I talked to her more frequently because yeah. we do these bi-weekly talks. 
where I had said to her, you know, whenever I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Mm -hmm. So I think my own family where we had never had a pet, like the family I was born into and like no one in my immediate family has ever had a dog or even allowed a dog in a house or anything. We're like, you crazy, Joe. Never <laughs> going to happen. And I was like, no, it's I happening. It. It's happening. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. So. It's that's, I mean, that's the mindset that gets things done too. It's just like, and you know, I think a couple of points quickly and we can kind of transition in, but I really have loved when you said, you know, you didn't ask a ton of opinions, various choices that you've made in your life. And you've kind of, you know, taken a leap that felt right to you. And I think that was kind of the key with my recent change in job and, uh, and move. It was a lot of like, you know, just listening to my inner voice and not necessarily asking my family or my friends what they thought or my coworkers. It was really like, this felt true to me. And I think, um, and it's a difficult sort of voice to listen to. And I think, uh, but when you make that decision and you follow that voice, you're then, at least I feel more comfortable with my decision because it was my decision, you know? So I think, I, I just love that point that you made a few sessions ago where it was, you listen to your voice versus listening to the, you know, a hundred other people who have opinion about how you should live your own life. And so I think that's just a great piece of advice. Well, that's so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> of course. I think your 20s is an ideal time to really enforce and reinforce that within yourself. Mm -hmm. Because I know for me, I always appeared outwardly confident, even though I was I was always and will always remain a risk taker. I sense that in you a little bit, mm -hmm. like you're really not risk averse. Yeah. Um, but that's the creative part, right? And and. I always think about, imagine if all of the people that invented all of the things that we use never took a risk. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I they went for it. They followed their gut. They fell down. They got up. They fell down. They stumbled. You know, that happened. So that's a very interesting... I was always outwardly, I appeared outwardly confident but I would take an inner poll. I would take like, I would, I, I still have my very, very close circle of, you know, three people that I run every, you know, I run major decisions by now. Um, and my mom, and I talk to my mom a lot, but I still ultimately follow my gut every time. And I think I wish that I had done that more without, I would kind of do it. Like I would make a decision and then when people would start to infuse their um, their fears onto me, I would believe them. Yeah. So a, a great, a real life example of this is when I owned and operated and bought my pizza place, mm -hmm. it was a very high volume pizza place. And it was, you know, like, um, it was, 130 seats it was like a mcdonald's like picture like a big mcdonald's type of mm -hmm. thing right yeah. very very high volume like that place that you went to after the bars in college yep. and line out the door the whole nine yards and i remember doing it initially and thinking oh this is fun this is i you know i love getting to know the customers i love the i love the whole i love the i loved all of it 
Right. And I remember going to people that were older, like that were in the same business, and they would say to me, out of out of goodness, of course, but like, but their own fear saying, how are you doing that with two little kids? Like, oh my God, that's a big thing. You can't handle that. And then I would say to myself, and I would, you know, get a little defensive. Right. But then I would get in my car or whatever, and I'd be like, maybe I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. If they're telling me I can't handle it, I can't handle right. it. And I think that there were so many doubtful moments because I let people's words come in that were well-meaning or maybe they weren't well-meaning. I don't know. But regardless, I was already doing it. So (laughs) what did it matter then? Right. Right? It's it's no different than when you get a dog and people are going to be like, oh, this is so hard. I I would not even listen. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's human nature for people to sort of instinctually want to put seeds of doubt in other people's because I think I think there's oftentimes where people put their own insecurities or wishes or, you know, a lot of, you know, when I was telling people I was moving or, or trying something different, a lot of them are very encouraging, but then there's some like, oh, you know, you're really gonna, you're gonna leave all of, you know, the, the great sort of contacts and things. And I think one thing that I've tried to, you know, tell myself is that it's it's probably a lot of people who are themselves wanting to make that change that they've never made, or, um, w- you know, wanting to have maybe to to some of the people that said that to you the independence to be able to run your own business right. with kids. You know, I think it's, I it, it's it's people do want to put this doubt on you, and I think it's because they themselves are a little bit almost jealous or or you know kind of wanting to consider these things for themselves at one point. So I don't know. That was just a random thought, but um it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's true. <laughs> true. I, I think everything you're saying is spot on. So what made you decide to go for it? Like because there's there's people that will perseverate. And now I understand that three years being in one job is a very long time. Yeah. But back in the day, you just worked in the same place for like right. forever, right? <laughs> right, right. So three years though is like a decade in the eighties. Okay. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it like, I, you know, I shouldn't say everyone, but many people during COVID, it was just a time where I really started reflecting on what it was that I wanted and, and things that made me happy or, or distractions that had distracted me before were no longer there. So I think, you know, my, my job was really great because I was surrounded by people. It was in a fast sort of paced environment. When we pared all of that down, sitting at home for a year and a half, I just got a a great deal of anxiety with my job. I had no sense of boundaries or balance. You know, I was on call with my job from 7am until midnight most days. And I think a year and a half of experiencing that, I realized that I just, it wasn't making me happy any longer and it wasn't a sustainable lifestyle. So I think, you know, I had started thinking about what I wanted to do a year ago. Um, and then I, I really had kind of a, you know, I started interviewing with places in the last like four months or so, but it's interesting because I was listening to very kind of quickly a podcast, like a week and a half before I put my two weeks in and, and this podcast. Do you remember? Do you remember which one? (sighs) I don't, I'll have to find, I'll have to find the podcast for you. It was a, it was a therapist, um, you know, kind of talking a little bit about sort of uh, positive thinking and how that then transforms both, you know, your physical health and then 
mental health, all of the things like that. And so one point that this therapist said was, you know, there are, there are events that cause people to make life changes, whether that's a, you know, life altering diagnosis or a family member who passes away. There's, there's the, the moments that really trigger a sort of, okay, I'm going to actually do something about my life and, and make that change because life is too short. And so this, you know, psychologist, this therapist was saying, you know, there are many people stay with what they're doing because there's just not that event that really triggers them to keep moving. And so I listened to that. And then weirdly enough, you know, about a week and a half later, I had like three physical reactions in a row from my work. The first was, you know, I, I had come off of a really bad sinus infection that I had because I was working so hard. I was exhausted and really sick, you know go a few days later, I had had actual hives, stress hives from how stressed I was from work. And so there were these kind of physical reactions to the stress that I was under. And I was like, I got to do something about this. You know, I can't stay in this role where I'm anxious and unhappy and physically reacting to it. And so, you know, I was waiting to hear back about a job offer, but I actually ended up putting in my two weeks before I even found out about the job. So I just realized regardless, I had to do something because I just could no longer be sort of in this state of, you know, perpetual sort of anxiety. So it was, it was a, a while thinking, but then it was like just two weeks of everything kind of coming to a culminating end where I was like, I gotta go. So <laughs> yeah, but long-winded answer there. <laughs> no, it's not long. It's, it's, it's a, it's a lot to unpack there and it's, mm -hmm. and it's so valuable and thank you for sharing it because you know, you said you got hives. I would have hives in my 20s all the time. And I would think about how I would cover them up. But I didn't think as like you, smart, where, do, where are they coming from? Mm -hmm. Okay. There's always the root to everything, right? Mm -hmm. And if you get to the root, then you can solve the issue. Mm -hmm. So if we back up, right? So I think that, first of all, bravo Thank you. <laughs> for Thank choosing you. yourself. Thank you. Okay, because this isn't about, um, okay, I don't want to work hard or I don't want, of course, that's not it, right? right. We all work hard. Right. Everybody is dedicated and they work hard and you are absolutely dedicated and you work hard. But then there is the uh, trying to fit the living into a job, like the job becomes life and then you try to fit living into the job and it should be the other way around. 100%. Okay. And I'm not saying, you know, you know, you're going to nine to five. I'm always about doing your best and being excellent and going above and beyond and really, but when you find yourself in that constant hamster wheel of chaos and anxiety, mm -hmm. that is a huge, huge warning sign that you need to step away. You need to take a pause. I think we've talked about this before too. Like you need to just stop and take a pause, okay? Because you will get sick. And you did. You got a sinus infection. The sinus infection in your 20s, when you run rate 20 years later, turns into much more serious things, right. if you know what I mean, okay? Yeah. So the fact that you could pick yourself, because you should always choose yourself first, okay? There are going to be other jobs. There are going to be other boys. There are going to be other trips. There's going to be other everything, but there will never be another you. 
ever. Right. Okay. <laughs> You're here just once. Yeah. And that's it. And you really have just this one shot, like all of us. So listening to that and then you taking that incredible, what would be perceived as a risk by most people of leaving your job before you had the secure job. I believe that what you did, I've done that before. And what I, what I believe you did was you cleared the way for something new to come in. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this in terms of relationships. Okay, because a lot of people I think will be able to relate to this. And I know that I've done this before too, is you stay in a relationship longer than you want to because you're afraid there won't be somebody else. Absolutely. But if you're in that relationship, somebody else can't appear. Yep. Right? So that works with jobs, relationships. And I'm not telling everybody, go ahead and quit your job today without like a, you know, you had been methodical and you had looked what was out there you wanted to make a complete change. But if your work is making you sick and you are doing everything that you can do in your power, right? And it's just like, you know, 18, 20 hour days are not for you, then it is a good idea to step back, see what's out there and take a leap of faith if you can, if you've saved enough money, if you can afford to pay your rent, if you can afford to eat for a few months, and really kind of figure it out because when you're in that state of stress and manic, uh, you know, mm -hmm. a manic state, you can't make good decisions about the next career either, right? Right. Because you're in that negative space. Absolutely. So you're yeah, being reactive. That's, that's the key. It's, I had felt like I was reactive and I couldn't catch my breath for a very long time. And I I don't know why I keep on returning to I couldn't catch my breath because it was like, you know, every everything was a reactive response to the email that I got or the, you know, anxious call from a manager or, you know, a lot of I couldn't really make healthy decisions because I did feel like I was in sort of this perpetual state of like kind of defensive you know, defensive mechanism, nothing was kind of proactive. And so, you know, my, my eating habits and my exercise habits, all of these different things also, I could tell they were just not healthy for, for several months because I just could not get back onto a, a track that felt like Emily anymore. And so, yeah, I, I, I think it kind of, it reached sort of this little dramatic point, but it was, uh, a long time of kind of reflecting on how did we get here? <laughs> you know, what, what, and I, and I think too, before, you know, one question I do have for you at, at one point, at some point is, you know, I'm making this change, I'm moving to a new city, a new career, and with it, you know, how do I be more intentional then about setting those boundaries so that this doesn't happen again? <laughs> and I think that's my big fear is that I want to make sure that I'm reflecting and doing something proactively so that I don't you know, reach that sort of burnout in, in a year from now, um, you know, because of the circumstances that we're under with COVID and, and all of these things. Yeah. So, well, that's a great, that's a great question. And just the fact that you're aware of it, the awareness is the first step. Okay. Awareness and action. Okay. So they go, they go hand in hand here. It's a, it's a two-step process. You can't really, you can be aware, but then if you don't take action, then it doesn't, that's just, you're always going to stay aware, but it's great that you're aware that you even, 
that you don't want to repeat these patterns, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times what we'll do is we'll go back into a different, you know, a new city and a new job isn't going to change anything unless you change. Right. Okay. And people are always waiting for that, you know, new something to change them. New anything doesn't change you. You have to change and then everything around you changes. Okay. And the fact that you can identify that, you know, what you don't want, I always say to my kids, you know, when they're making their college list, well, just tell me what you don't want. Let's start there. And then right. we can figure out what you do want, right? So you have, there's a few things that you can do to keep yourself on track without stifling yourself into like a box of, oh, no, no, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to get stressed. Like it's a delicate, it's a dance. You're going to find your new ebb and flow, right? So you want to be open-minded and open-hearted because that's the beauty of you and, you know, creating and all of that. But at the same time, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Yep. <laughs> and boundaries. Yeah. And I, I think, um, let's use email as an example or, or text. My kids are always on me about this because it's true. When somebody texts me, and you probably know because you texted me last week, I text right back. I text right back. I guarantee you, you're pretty much the same. Yes. <laughs> I, you're on time all the time. And if you're not on time, you're a little stressed out about it. Yes. Right? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and you're probably, uh, you know, there's two teams, but you're probably uh, an email inbox zero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, uh, yeah. With I like have... flagged emails, right? Yeah, I can't have the notifications. It gives me anxiety. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Yep. So what I'm going to tell you to do is all of these things are not, you have to switch your feeling around them. And I can, I can say this to you firsthand because I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I had three or four texts and emails come in right before we started filming today. And I wanted to reply to all of them because it's like, I, I just want to check it off my list. And I thought, I'm not going to be fresh for you if my mind is is doing that and they're gonna have to wait mm -hmm. and i i can't do it until probably eight o'clock tonight you don't even understand two years ago i would be on the floor being like oh my god there's okay right right yeah right but i'm here to tell you the world doesn't end mm -hmm. it really doesn't and you have a unique opportunity here because you're working in a brand new environment to set your other people's expectations of at the level of communication and access they have to you. Right. And because of your, I wanna do great nature and I wanna be the best at what I do and all of that, you wanna respond to people, get it checked off and move on to the next thing, right? Absolutely, that's me. So <laughs> organize your time for emails, and text responses and stick to it. Okay, that's like a little housekeeping thing to do. Yeah. But the bigger thing, even if you do reply to people right away, don't send it. They're going to get used to, yep. <laughs> that's what it is. Maybe you need to have it all done in your drafts and you hit send at a certain time. But when people have, I think I was listening to Tim Ferriss. Do you ever listen to his podcasts? No, I have not. Okay, you should. Yeah. So okay. Tim Ferriss is like, he's written a gazillion books and it's all about like time. Man he's He biohacks himself all the time and tests things out on himself and then shares them with the audience. It has 
his podcasts are really interesting. He has a lot of very interesting guests, but like a lot of value on that. And he, uh, one podcast that I listened to years ago is he took all of the things that he was spending time on that were like uh, not contributing to, to what he needed to do and he outsourced them. And he was super type A like that too. And I did a little bit of that in this right. experiment that we're doing. Well, not experiment, in this show, mm-hmm. is I outsourced my scheduling to a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. I am a person who would, I mean, I, I, are you kidding? <laughs> but I had to like, when I was hitting like said, I was like, okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. And look. Okay. And everybody was scheduled. You know, we didn't have the right email for you. So you reached out to me, but literally every other person, it was was scheduled within the parameters. The prep calls were scheduled. Everybody's expectations were clear, everything. And it worked without me having to do it all. Mm -hmm. So step one is set your boundaries for the level of communication you want to have with these new people because they're going to like you anyway. Your need to be liked by everybody yep. is driving right. And you know, and accepted. And you know what? It You're never going to please everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's another, yeah. We'll, we'll dive into that after too. <laughs> that's okay. another thing. Right. And, yeah. and I, you, you, you are, it's okay if you just tell people what to expect and you show them with courtesy, kindness, and within realms of a, very professional situation. I'm not saying you're not going to go a day without replying to email. Of course not. But you will reply to it. It doesn't have to be in one minute and 36 seconds of receipt because you're doing that email and you're probably doing something else at the same time and you're doing something else. And that is just creating so much. Your endocrine system and and your cells and your body were not designed like that. I mean, we're designed as women to multitask because we can, our bodies are designed to grow human beings and feed them and make them complete and whole. And yet we can like cook a meal and take a conference call at the same time. But it's optimal if you can do just cook a meal. I find that when I do tasks from start to finish, are you also a person that has you know, five things open on their computer and you're... T- yes. Yeah. That's, I, I was just thinking I'm guilty of doing that, you know, during, during calls on my last job, you know, in a call, responding to an email, perhaps also looking at a text from a friend, like it was too much, <laughs> too much. And then I forget half the things that were spoken about on the call. And then <laughs> the, you know, response to the friend is a half-baked response. So yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of doing that. So... <laughs> Okay. Well, I am too. (laughs) I stopped doing that. And the reason why I stopped doing that is because I was doing everything, but I wasn't excellent at everything. And I really want to be excellent, not the most excellent, my ability to do my best at everything. Mm -hmm. And the only way I can do that is if I do one thing and I finish it and then I go to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And when I fall off the wagon, because I do, because old habits die hard. Uh, This morning is a perfect example. I'm interviewing, I'm on an intake to interview social media marketing companies. So we can get this YouTube in the hands of every single person. And that's why I'm going to pick your brain after this call. You and I are going to have another call 
Love it. It's going to be reversed. Okay. (laughs) Um, Please. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm doing that and digging, you know, because everybody thinks that they know what they want to do for you and, and they're selling and I get it because that's what they do. They sell. And I'm, I know I have to stay focused, but as soon as I become a little disinterested in something, somebody says, I will like go to my email because I'm like, well, what if I could just then reply to my, you know, cause I do, I do work with a LinkedIn specialist, but he's like the best at what he does. So it's right. not like that. So I can come but the content, you know, because I write all my own content. So I'm like, how am I going to answer Michael's question in the best possible way? Because I'm really ignoring what these people are saying right now for like one or two minutes because they're on their spiel. But I'm not fair to either one of them. And ultimately, I'm not fair to myself. So I was half and I don't want to say the word half ass because us half assing and I'm just going to be bold and say it out there is like really, really good result. Like I get a lot done. Okay. But, and I'm sure you do too and you do it well, but the experience of doing what you have to do that you're focused on improving, you know, that you're going to get the result. You know, you're going to be the best at what you do. You know, you're going to give it your all. I have zero doubts. Right. But what we're talking about here is how to make your journey and your life experience better. And the things that will make your life experience better is if you do one thing at a time when possible Mm -hmm. and you complete it to the point of the task that it's supposed to be completed and you check it off and you move on to the next thing. Your day will flow like a beautiful swan lake. Okay, (laughs) I love that. It will. And it will. And I have to take my own advice a lot of times because also at my I have my, my daughters coming at me and of course they're my, always my number one priority. But if I'm in the middle of something, they now know to ask me, Hey mom, can you focus now on me? Mm-hmm. And I will say, I need 10 more minutes. Yep. And maybe six months ago I would say, yeah, give it to me. I can hear it. And I would be doing what I was doing. And then they would be frustrated. I would be frustrated. The person I was responding to. And I'm like, there is no way. I can write because I'm writing a book as well. Like I'm writing my book for you guys, mm-hmm. on you guys, for you guys. Yeah. Um, raise these two girls, run a household, and I'm sure you know I run a tight ship. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. There, there oh, are, yeah. you know, there's, there's, you know, and be organized and launch this YouTube and do all of that and write and edit the content. There's no way I can do that unless I'm just doing one thing at a time. And I had to just accept that I'm going to do one thing at a time and I'm going to do it really well. It's new for me too. So we can try it together. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's something else too that I want to take in my personal life as well, because I think I'm, I am also a culprit of not really tuning in entirely when I'm with family or friends. Sometimes if it is an email that I get, or a text that I get. And I think it's it's the process of also being super present. And that's something else that I want to be more intentional about is, you know, before I have the excuse of, well, I have to respond to this email, you know, work is, it's work. I have to, and now trying to set that boundary to say, okay, you know, I have given work this amount of time or I will get back to it in an hour or so, but then giving that, you know, hour or so quality time to whatever task or person that I'm with. I think that's something too that I want to 
um, really set as a kind of priority moving forward, because I think I've noticed myself being a little bit scattered all over and then not giving myself, other people, the, you know, kind of quality Emily time that, um, that I want to give. So I think that's well, you're not idea. giving Emily, Emily time. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. Let's start with Emily, right? Yeah. Because the most important person in your life is you. Mm -hmm. And there's only so much energy that we have and there's so many hours in the day. Right. So that all has to be divided up and into parts. Right. And, you know, right now, and I've said this before, and I want to keep saying it to you girls and hopefully I'll be at, if you guys, you know, have weddings and yeah. I'll be at all your weddings and right. I'll, all, all <laughs> that, okay. Yeah. Your life will never be as simple as it is today. Okay. Okay. And what it's doing is it's preparing you for the next steps. And I'm not saying hard or easy because I don't believe that, but I'm saying simple because right now you have to worry about yourself and your job. Right. Right. And you have your relationships. Mm -hmm. Right. And all those things are what make up your life experience. Okay. So if you start being present with yourself, and that really means, and I talk about this all the time, and I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face, you really need to take some time for yourself yeah. because you're going to look back and you're going to be like, what was I doing? Mm -hmm. Okay. Just like this job has ended and now you have a new job, you're going to look back and you're going to say, well, these are all the things I don't want to bring into this new experience. But you can be just as effective, even, even, I guarantee you, you can be even more successful and more productive if you focus on putting yourself first mm -hmm. and then when you're with people, okay, be with people. If you don't want to be with them, then don't even say, yeah, I'll meet you for coffee. Right. Okay. I'm serious. Yeah. Okay. Like you gotta, you gotta watch what you say yes to nowadays because you are building your career. Like I had to send a text to all, like my close, my, my, my circle, my, my little, my, yeah. my girlfriends and they wanted, right. you know, to get together and take me out. And I said, I love you, but I cannot do a lunch from now until the end of this calendar year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I can do a dinner and I can yeah. do this and this. But I said, because I knew that I really want to see my friends, but I really want to be there when I see my friends. I don't want to be looking, running to a filming, having to get to an editor. I, I want to be with my friends. I'm going to flip this around on you. So I'm going to give you a tangible example of this and a feeling. So once you experience this feeling, I guarantee you, you won't do this to anybody else. Okay. If you were sitting here with me, we're sitting here right now. Yeah. Okay. And I'm giving you my undivided attention. You you can feel that, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I've got my two daughters that I've heard that came down from, from that, are, that are downstairs from school. I have my phone that I've turned my alerts on off on purpose. Mm -hmm. I put it on the airplane mode. I have my computer where I can't see my email on purpose because if I were looking at any of those things, that wouldn't feel good to you. I wouldn't even be able, I would make you feel bad. I would make you feel like she doesn't really care about what I'm saying. She doesn't, she, well, you would probably think, did she do this with the other girls? Like, yeah. or is she doing it right? Is that what you would think? Like, that's what I would think. Absolutely. And I would yeah. never want anybody that I want to spend time with 
to ever feel that way. Mm-hmm. So I have made very, I do two or three little things that make sure that I make the other person feel that they have my undivided attention and that they're special. Yeah. And I, I do that whether I'm talking to you, whether I'm talking to one of my daughters, not always with my daughters, because sometimes it's like it gets into <laughs> fighting between the two of them. And I'm like, I'm shutting it out now. Right. But, <laughs> but I do this with my mom. When I talk to my mom now, I notice that I used to rush her off. The- mom, I'm really busy. I'm really busy. I have to go. I only call her now when I can really ask her how she is first. Right. Okay. I... If I'm in, you know, the supermarket line and, and the checkout person who, I mean, let's face it, we've all had a tough year, but they've had a shit year, okay? Like, they're dealing with, and I'm like, okay, I'm, if I'm going to say hi to her or him, I'm not going to look at my phone while I do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make eye contact and I'm going to just, even if it's one minute, okay? Yep. So having done that has brought so much richness into my life. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that we're sitting here like, I, when I talk to Christina, if I have to do something else, I, I say to her, one minute I have to respond to this because it's, it's you know, time sensitive and then I'm going to be. But I clear everything else out of my time, okay, even when I cook. And then I know next week we have our OG, yeah. right? Our OG, yeah, OG squad. Yeah. Our OG squad is going to get together. I'm going to show you my tips and tricks on how to set up your uh, week for amazing culinary success because you're moving now into a new place. So I'm sure you're going to want all these. And when I do that, I'm going to make sure that I already have my own girl's dinner situated beforehand. So I'm not preoccupied thinking I got to get this done and I got to get something done for my kids. I can give you guys my undivided attention. When people have your undivided attention, okay, it's magical. Because you can solve a lot of things in a shorter amount of time. And you're never going to want to feel, you're never going to want make to make anybody in your life now ever feel that you're distracted and they're not, you're right. right? Yeah, Right. Well, I mean, I've had, I've had times where I've called my parents and they can instantly pick up. They, you're, they, they say, you know, you sound distracted. Are you, what are you doing right now? Like, People can really pick up on um, the attention and the energy that you're giving or spending time. And I, you know, when you were initially saying, how would you feel if I were, you know, looking all this way? And I, I was just thinking of a, an example of one time where I was talking to a coworker of mine and and their eyes were kind of veering off into the distance or like looking over my head almost and not looking at me. And it felt like even just sort of the the eye contact and the direction, it made me feel like they did not care and they were looking sort of through or past me versus looking at, you know, me. And I think that is such a key, whether it's in, in work or in your relationships of whenever you flip it to the other way and say, how would it make you feel? Then you realize I wouldn't want to make anyone else feel that way. So why am I why am I being distracted and not giving them that undivided attention that I would want for myself? So exactly. And that's the nail on the head and giving yourself the undivided attention that you need. Sometimes you just need to be with yourself. Okay. I, you know, my kids were making fun of me last night for this. They're like, what do you mean, mom? You're not available. Like, I don't, 
I sleep with my phone on airplane mode. Mm -hmm. And because I'm a writer, I write in the morning without looking at any other influence before. And that means my texts or my phone. So my kids sometimes, and I wrote my entire book that way. Like I would say, you cannot reach me until, if you need, if something is really, you know, call dad, because I'm not gonna have my phone on until 11 a.m. Because I couldn't intake, I just wanted to keep my mind clear. I don't write that often, I mean, that often. I don't write that long now, but until eight in the morning, you can't reach me via phone and they make fun of me for it. They're like, what, like, what, like, what do you mean? Like you keep hours. And I was like, yeah, I do. I keep hours. And I feel like I have that luxury because I work for myself, right. That I can say until 8am. I also am not a surgeon saving anybody's life or anything like that. So I understand that there are some jobs and, and times that you can't do that, but even surgeons are not on call all the time. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think those are interesting. It, that's a boundary too, whether it's, and, and I think you mentioned this a long time ago on, you know, setting aside one hour of time every day that is purely sort of a, whether it's meditation or it's, it's not looking at all of the distractions, technology. And I think that's something that too, I would like to implement. Cause it's like having one hour where you feel like you are on you know, your own time and that you're really just taking it for yourself. I think that is such a important way to sort of set your mind in a, in a healthy space, whether it's at the end of the day or the beginning of the day. And it sounds like you do it at the beginning of the day. And so I'm sure that that also kind of transforms the, what the rest of your day looks like, because it's like, you know, I took those three hours for Joe and now I can then, you know, give that other attention. Exactly. Right. Right, because I'm outputting, and you're a creative too. So I have, I, I have to, I output all the time, right? So there's a lot. All the content comes from my mind and my heart, right? So whether it's a LinkedIn post that you see or a social media post, like I've written every word of that, whether even though it's somebody pushing it out, or I also, you know, the when I talk to somebody I, and I give them advice, I want to be my absolute best and give in my heart, like the clearest, most concise, what I would have wanted to hear in my 20s and what I would tell my own children. That being said, there's no way I can do that if I'm going from thing to thing to thing. And I take the morning and the mornings, I've been able to make them a little slower for myself because I write, as a note, we'll reveal a little fun fact that not many people know. So I write in my bed. Oh, my entire yeah. book, yeah, I write in my bed, which is so funny because I'm such a, I have an office, I'm a yeah. desk person, I'm always, even in COVID, I would dress every day and I would get, you know, I would tuck my shirt in because I would feel, right. but I write, I take the dog out, I go back in, he has this like, and I write in my bed, I have like my, and, and in my pajamas, and I don't allow myself to kind of get up until I'm done with my creative mm. output for the day. That's a very interesting thing when I was writing my finishing writing my book. And now that I'm going to start writing long runs of chapters uh, because I have the outline now that I'm going to start writing, you know, a lot more content in the summer once my girls are done with school because they sleep later yeah. you know, in the summer. I, well, let's see. They're both going to be working. <laughs> my point is, it, you might see me in my pajamas until 1130 in the morning. I'll get up at yeah. six. 
right. I'll start and I'll, you know, write for four or five hours in a row. I don't even brush my teeth. And I feel like that's just what works for me. Yeah. I understand that. And I also understand I'm super lucky that that um, I can do that at this phase of my life. Um, I don't have to drive kids to school or anything like that. Right. But, you know, I also the boundary that I want to make sure you have before you move to Denver, okay, is what you say yes to and who you say yes to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I know your roommate and she is <laughs> like, I, just, well, I, I love her. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And she's such a, she, I'm sure plans the most, Claudia plans the most epic dinners. Oh yeah. There's yeah. always going to be something really fun and amazing right. to do. She has a million friends out there. So she's, yeah, she's going to be great. Yeah. But, and this is something the two of you can work on together is de decompression. So maybe, you know, an hour is uh, aggressive to start with. Maybe you start with filling, you know, finding 15 minutes in your day because you can, you can find 15 minutes. And mm -hmm. if you find 15 minutes of your day and you put it in your calendar and you stick to it and you do it no matter what, you make an unchangeable decision for which it is impossible to go back, okay? And unless you're in a burning building, you're gonna sit there for that 15 <laughs> minutes, right? Yep. <laughs> and you're technology free and you just let your mind do what it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Don't judge your thoughts. Don't think about, you know, dream, do whatever feels good to you in those 15 minutes. That only has to do with you. Start there and I guarantee you, you're gonna love it so much that you're going to increase the mm -hmm. times. But I, I find, at least in myself, Emily, when I start, like, it's like why New Year's resolutions don't work. Because people are like, okay, I'm going to drink, like, two bottles of, like, Vuv and then, you know, eat, like, every meat product under the sun. And I'm going to eat French fries. And on January 1st, I'm going to go on a complete vegan, you know, goop cleanse. Yep. No. No, you're happen. not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Okay. So I feel like that's like the goop vegan cleanse, the one hour build up to it. Mm -hmm. Insert. So this is your roadmap. Insert the 15 minutes for yourself, non-negotiable seven days a week. Okay. Okay. Just put it in 15 minutes. Maybe it's in the morning. Maybe it's before you go to sleep. Maybe it's, you know, at lunchtime, 12 to 12, 15, nobody can meet you. Set your boundaries for uh, your expectations, not, not even boundaries, the expectations of what people can expect from you. You have one time to make a first impression and yep. you can really put out there whatever you want. You're starting over, yep. okay? Mm -hmm. Learn, you know, that people will say, you know, how, how would you want people to describe you? Oh, I email Emily, she gets back to me in five minutes. Don't be that Emily anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, a, a normal response time in your industry is what? Is it three, four hours? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go with the industry standard. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you look at like top, you know, the top performers. Okay. They know what they're really, really good at and they outsource the other uh, minutiae. Obviously, you don't need to do, if you don't need to do absolutely everything, you don't need to do absolutely everything. I was saying to my, I have a young, beautiful neighbor. She's this incredible baker. She's, she, she has two little kids. I don't even know how she does it, but like she gardens, she bakers, she's thinking about starting her own business. And um, I, 
of course me, I, I go over there and I'm like, do you have help? Because you need to get like, if you can get some help, you need to get some help. Okay. Because like your business is so like your product is so amazing and it's not going to take off if you are doing everything else at the same time. And, you know, I know she wants to do this and she's like, no, but I can do it all. And I said, everyone can do it all. That's, that's totally, the, you don't need, if you don't need to, you don't need right. to, <laughs> right. Like right now I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm filming, I'm doing all of this stuff, the editing. I am looking forward to the day where I can hit send to the raw footage and I can say, make this into segments. Mm -hmm. I don't know will that day happen, but I don't know. No, I, I think it's a great, it's a great piece of advice because for some reason there's this like guilt complex that we have when we want, you know, that we can't ask for help or that we can't, um, you know, we want to be able to say that we do it all, but then we run ourselves so thin that again, you're not able to be your, your best because you're exhausted. And it's kind of like, I think it, it's something that I want to work on because it's, I see a lot of strength and courage to know when to get help or when to, you know, have someone else step in on certain things because then you can focus what truly makes you happy or those priorities that need more time. So I think it's, I, you know, it sounds like you have really taken a lot of steps to get there, which is such a, a cool, you know, and true testament to you. And that's why you're so successful because you have been able to, to get to that point and, and dedicate your time to what truly matters. So. You're so sweet. Thank you. That is so kind. I, I always say you can do it all, but you can't do it all at the same time. Yeah. Okay? And I believe that women are incredible that way. You know, you know, instinctual. We can do all of these things, and we and we will. But try to focus on doing one thing at a time really well. You will finish it quicker. You will have less stress, and you can move on to the next thing, knowing that it's completely checked off your box. Mm -hmm. Like check, like, and I think that simple things like text response and emails are a great way to start training yourself you know, to, to not always be available to everybody at every moment. Right. I mean, this is like, I don't even know this analogy if it's going to work or not, but this is how I think about it. You think about the things and it's not even like playing hard to get, but like you think about the things that are most coveted material things that are the most coveted in life. And those are the things that take time to make like a Birkin bag mm -hmm. not like you know you know they, it takes time they stitch it right they do that one thing and they do it better than anybody else or at least that's what they say and that's why everybody wants it or like a beautiful <laughs> like, right so I I think to myself well what if a company like at mess was stitching this Birkin bag and the person was that was doing it was doing something else and distract it wouldn't be as beautiful as it is and I understand that, you know, not everybody has the luxury of taking, you know, their time uh, and taking a long time to do something. We're not saying you have to take a long time, but giving something your undivided attention that deserves your attention and finishing the task will create, you know, all these Birkins in your life. 
right? Because you'll do it, you'll, they'll be beautifully stitched, they'll be gorgeous, they'll be right there. And you can move on to the next thing. And I realized like, I guess I realized that with my children, like I made, you know, these decisions across the courses of my, you know, the course of my life and my career to always that, that, that no matter what, that that was going to be my number one. Mm -hmm. And I turned down opportunities and I turned down money and I turned down a lot of things, but I wouldn't have the results that I have if I didn't give them that attention that they required, right? But also to remember, Emily, that not everything, you know, everything is, is fluid, right? So just because you're doing something now and it requires all your attention, once you finish that, something else in the future will require your attention, you know? So it'll bring you to the next thing. And I just think that that's a really, it's liberating to give yourself permission to do one thing at a time.